Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Compassion and Courage, Conversations in Healthcare. I'm Marcus Single, and this is the podcast where we teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. And as often happens, I have in the podcast studio with me today, the hotness. Good day. Good day. Like an Australian. Good day. Good day. Good day. All right. So one of the questions uh, I think Marveline will attest to that whenever we're out on the road, a lot of people ask me about Elliot. It would just go without saying because I've got a you know 70 pound yellow lab by my side all the time that uh, people have questions. And when they learn that we are not from the area that often we have touched down in, they're asking, where does your dog sit on the plane? And that's a question that I get, probably one of the most frequent questions I get. And you've heard people ask this. And the the next question that they ask then is, does he get his own seat? Which I love that question because I always picture walking down an airplane (laughs) aisle and him sitting in a seat strapped in. I think that would just be hilarious. He's got a little bag of peanuts. (laughs) Tray table down. He's got headphones in. That would be pretty funny. (laughs) A little sleep shade on. But yes, no. Window or aisle, sir. Window. (laughs) Yes. And he's like, you know, tapping on the armrest. Can I get bumped up to first class, please? I am a very special special dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. So so the, the answer to that question is no, I do not buy a ticket for Elliot. Um, that would be three or four hundred dollars for an individual seat. Um, I love him, but he can curl up on the floor. Uh, that's how he was trained, and he's happiest down there on the floor. Well, maybe not happiest if he if he gets snapped. <laughs> if he had first class, he might. If he had first class, he might seat. be. But uh, so I don't know. A month or so ago, we were we were flying a good long flight, four hour flight across the country, and uh, Elliot, of course, was on the floor. And I, I, let me set the scenario. Marveline actually was the one who, who should tell this story because I, I was asleep for part of it. Uh, but we were on a Southwest Airlines flight, three across the row, the hotness at the window, me in the middle, and a completely random person that we did not know on the aisle seat. And I'll let you pick it up from there. This was a very, it was a very unique flight. Because one, you sit in the middle, which doesn't always happen. It was a long flight, three in a row. I was on the window, early morning flight. And we were on the flight about, we got on about 7 a.m. And um, packed, not looking forward to this flight, honestly, because it was just because of the length. And um, 7 a.m., we get on first. And we're looking forward to just going to sleep. Going to sleep, ma'am. Getting the getting the the miles behind us, and uh, one of the last people on was this young woman, this small young woman, twenty years old or so, right? Yeah, mid twenties, and she slips down in the seat. One of the last people to board. She slips down next to you, and uh, we're like, okay, that's good. Let's let's go. And before our wheels had left the, the tar, tar, do they call yeah, tarmac? tarmac, yeah, before takeoff, before takeoff, she pulls out a party-sized bag of Funyuns. Now, you know, it's it's just not the most polite thing to eat on a plane is stinky food. 
It happens, but it's not the most polite thing to eat something as stinky as Funyuns, although I occasionally like some Funyuns myself. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. Fun, <laughs> funyuns are pretty awesome. But not on an but airplane, But you don't you eat them close to people. <laughs> and you might want to only eat them outdoor where the fumes, you know, don't don't toxically poison other people. And a party-sized bag. I took, I snuck a picture because, not of her face, but just of, of this tiny little woman with this big party-sized bag of Funyuns. I'm like, what? So that started the flight. So, okay. So, but it doesn't really bother us. You know, we're just, she's just snacking along and, and, and we're, we're going to sleep. And we're, so right. it's like, okay, it was more funny than anything else. So, so I, you know, snick my pillow back up and I'm trying to sleep through the fumes of Funyuns. And, uh, and I'm kind of laughing and going, okay, here, well, here we go. So we get up and we're an hour or so into the flight. Mm-hmm. Um, when you wake me up, I had to wake you up because Elliot was on the floor and he kept moving around and it was, it was a, it was a movement like he was lunging and like he was going for something. Uh, and he's a lab. So what's he going to be going for? Food, crumbs, snacks, etc. And, and I, I would pull him back and he would just lunge for it again. And I'd pull him back and he'd lunge for it again. And it's pretty tight, cramped up in this area. And so I, I, I think I had to wake you up and I tapped you and I said, hey, is Elliot getting at something down there? Has he got something in his mouth? Uh, what's, what's he doing? And... And that's when... That's when we discovered... <laughs> that, that not only did she have Funyuns, she had a picnic... An entire picnic in her backpack because Elliot had pulled out a plastic bag with at least a half a dozen huge sugar cookies. Homemade sugar cookies. So I pulled I pulled something out of his mouth and it's a Ziploc baggie with giant homemade sugar cookies and icing that he has chewed through and some and the sugar cookies have all bites out of them. I don't know how many he's eaten at this point or what else he's eaten from she had her bag open on the floor and he's had a he's helped himself to her picnic. When we she's got five pounds of sugar cookies and a Costco sized <laughs> bag of Funyuns, who knows whatever what else? else, yes. And the poor the poor young lady, I, I, I have I was embarrassed of Horrified, course. Mortified. I'm scared, you know, that she's going to uh, be be hateful towards me for my dog um, rooting around in her bag that she had left open right next to his nose, but right. but nonetheless, um, so so I I'm scared and embarrassed that there's going to be uh, an issue, but that wasn't what you were scared of. Well, and she she by the way was very kind. She's she was so horrified kind. that she had left it open, yeah. and and she felt bad that that she had left that near a dog. Um, and we were felt bad that he had helped himself to her picnic. <laughs> so neither one of us, there was no conflict between us at all. We both, you know, felt bad and, and she removed the picnic and, um, we, you know, turned Elliot around, but we didn't know what he had. Um, we didn't know how much he had eaten and what, what he, he had, had eaten. eaten. Did he also get in the Funyuns? Was right. there a, a six foot sub down there that he had eaten? Did he eat so, a plastic bag? Did he right? through the Is bag? There something Was there that could be dangerous? Chocolate. What else had he done? So, um, so we kind of sit there, and I'm a little nervous. 
Um, and then about 20 minutes later, um, and we're uh, always sitting near the front when we can. So we were near the front. Um, there became this really, really um, hellacious smell. I'm just going to say it. This really horrific smell. And about that time, this gentleman comes out of the bathroom and walks by. And I thought to myself, I'm glad I don't have to use the bathroom because it was really bad. So I think this gentleman had a stomach issue. So I thought, man, that's got to that's gotta be rough on a flight because we had about two hours left to go on this flight at this point. So I sit there and about 15 minutes, I smell it again. And that gentleman is nowhere in sight. And I think, oh, wow, well, it must not have been that gentleman. <laughs> so I look around and I think, huh, I wonder who did that. Then about 10 minutes later, I smell it again. And all of a sudden, I think, oh, my goodness, it's what Elliot. It's Elliot, right. It's Elliot and his stomach must be irritated by whatever he helped himself to in that, that picnic. And that will send the fear of God into you. Oh my goodness! When you've because got a dog in public in a, an airline, when you have, if a dog were to get sick on a plane, that becomes a toxic emergency, and they will ground the plane. Is my understanding? Uh, because they can't have that on a plane. They don't know if that's sick. That, if a dog were to were to have were diarrhea to, or vomit on a plane, they could potentially have to ground that flight. Correct. We that's, don't want that's that. my thought. <laughs> they would ground the flight. They everybody on the plane will be mad at us and and disrupt. I mean, that would be a terrible situation. We've never had anything like that happen. Oh my goodness! So I'm sitting there. I think Mark's asleep. Right, gone back to sleep. He's he's relaxed my anxiety starts climbing and climbing and climbing and Elliot's acting fine but this smell continues now it's happening every seven or eight minutes and for the last probably two hours of the flight my my stomach is now in complete knots and I'm going oh my goodness and I'm thinking what can I do what's the possibility here is he going to get is he going to get sick how can I prevent this? Should I find diapers and type the, uh, tie them around Elliot? Should I, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Can I take him in the bathroom and just wait it out? Oh my goodness. And I'm having all of these anxieties and I'm looking up, where's the closest bathroom when we land? You know, dog, they have doggy pet areas when we land. And I'm going through every possibility and how can we just make it till we land is Elliot going to be okay is he sick is he miserable are we going to have an explosion on the plane what you know a potty explosion what you know how horrific is this going to be and disrupt everybody and I'm not worried that he's going to die I'm worried that he's going to be miserable and cause a catastrophe for everybody and what happened Nothing. nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Elliot was fine. We're not even sure if it was him who was dropping the stink bombs on the plane. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was not. I think it was you. Oh, it could have been. That's <laughs> certainly possible. It was nothing. But it was I made nothing. myself sick. You made yourself uh, sick with anxiety and I mean, I didn't get actually sick. Right. But catastrophizing uh, to the point of... of, of Getting yourself worked up, right? My last two hours of the flight were nail biters. It was miserable for me um, for no reason over something I could not change. Right, right. And I I, I wonder how often 
do we do that? I know I do it a lot. I catastrophize a lot. And and I think of it, I, 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 what's the word? I excuse it by saying, well, I'm just planning. I've got contingency plans. Right. <laughs> well, if this would happen, then I'll do this. And if this would happen, then I'll do this. And, and I think that that's also a, maybe a trauma response to a certain extent, an anxiety response. Anxiety, trauma. But it reminds strength. me, how often do we get caught up in catastrophizing what might happen and then it doesn't, it doesn't happen thankfully doesn't happen it so reminds me of one of my favorite lines from mark twain is where he says i'm an old man and i've known many worries in my life most of which never came true most of which never came true yeah. when when i start catastrophizing too much I remember that there is great wisdom in the words of my homeboy from Missouri, uh, Mark Twain. Most of those worries that we have never come true. Yes. Thank yeah. goodness they don't. Thank goodness. And, and, you know, if we, and, oh my goodness, if we can stop and get a hold of ourselves, if we can get it, catch it before it spirals out of control. Um, I know that's a big key for me. Catch it before it spirals out of control. Um, and stop and go, you know, wait, 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 wait. This okay. is not probably going to end up with me living on the street, being homeless, <laughs> my family, uh, having to eat out of trash cans. It's and not probably I going to happen. can I do anything about it? Can I do anything about it? And can what will I happen? Stop it? It's, 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 we, I think we all catastrophize uh, quite a bit. Uh, I, I know that I probably do it more than the average person, so please don't think I'm some kind of super expert. But as, as Marveline said, if you can catch yourself in the beginning before it becomes a downward spiral, before it becomes insidious into your psyche, uh, stopping and taking a moment to breathe, to come back to the present moment and to think, okay, if the worst would happen, I can handle it. If the worst would happen, I'm still going to be okay. Sometimes that's easier said than done. It's usually easier, easier said, said than done. done. <laughs> but I think if we can get some perspective about what are our real problems and what are the problems that we imagine, that's where I think that we can find some, some grace and some healing too. So anything yeah. else? Uh, no, just that um, all, it all ended well. It all ended well. <laughs> Elliot didn't have a problem. He just slept through the whole he thing. He slept through it fine. And he was looking at me like, Mama, are you okay? And even when we got <laughs> off the plane uh, at the at the next destination and went to a doggy relief area, he just peed and that was it. Yeah, so he was cool. It was a lot more of a problem for Martelline. And Elliot just <laughs> apparently got a good snack. <laughs> right. He just enjoyed the snack. So thanks for the picnic, lady. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you everybody so much for tuning into this episode of Compassion and Courage Conversations in Healthcare. This is the podcast where we teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. Thank you to everyone who has shared and subscribed and rated and reviewed and commented on podcast episodes. We really, really appreciate the engagement. Thank you so much.